0: We didn't read in actually in the in the report itself, but uh, I would first start with a short uh, input from our side. We wasn't part of the uh, high-level panel of the presidency, so firstly we want to say we have our uh, objections to that because uh, you remember when you talk about you talk about our land, we must be part of it. So we don't know what the contents of the report is, but we as the coincidence, we said for example I heard I uh, read a short uh, insert into it. Uh, which is stated that, for example, that it will be only in certain cases. But what about our land that was lost, if it will be in certain cases? Uh-huh. Because now we'll only have a vacant land, state land, and so on, that we can claim and so on. But what about ancestral, our ancestral land?
1: Uh-huh. So so how then would you like government to address the land issue as far as the Kauai, the San, and its descendants are concerned?
0: We made recommendations to it, and we are preparing now as the National Question Council and the other people to approach the courts, uh, the end of this month. Uh, but it was prior to this report because we felt that, for example, the 1913, uh, accession policy, uh, we are being excluded because we lost land pre-1913, not post-1913. Everybody's getting no land, they can land, but what about our ancestral way our great stay, uh, where our gravesides stay, where our sites are and all our, uh, our, where we grow up, you know. Our crown lands.
1: Mm-hmm. And where are these crown lands that you're referring to? Because uh, there are some Khoisan leaders in the Khoisan community have stated that the Khoisan people are the only ones entitled to the country's land and the, the, they want the land to be returned to them. And that means the entire South Africa.
0: Uh, look, we have our different views and different things. As things currently stay, we cannot, for example, claim the land, and we will not be so unfair. For example, where the urban or sub- uh, or areas are in, you know, in your cities, like in Choburg and Cape Town, West Coast, we cannot claim it. But yet we said uh, give us alternatives. For example, if you like the Eastern Cape, uh, uh, part of the end, uh, which is now uh, where Kokstad is itself, and then you take the Northern Cape and the entire Western Cape. So this is our area that that it that it's undisputedly our, our land because nobody everybody found us first in Central Africa.
1: All right. That was the leader of the Khoisan Revolutionary Party uh, or Revolution Party, Stanley Peterson. Now, from inside perspective on the report, we are now joined on the line by Professor Ruth Hall from the Institute for Poverty, Land and Agrarian Studies at the University of the Western Cape. Now, the report recommends, among other things, that the amendment of Section 25 of the, of the Constitution is to allow for land expropriation without compensation, but with certain limitations. Tell us about those limitations.
2: Uh, Thank you for the opportunity to discuss this. Um, We were asked to address the question of when expropriation without compensation could happen. Indeed, we confirmed that our understanding of the Constitution is that expropriation without compensation can be provided for in situations where it is just and equitable to do so, because that's the wording of the Constitution. Uh, the question and the debate that we had inside the panel is, when would it be just and equitable for there to be zero compensation? And our view is that there are circumstances where it would be just and equitable. Um, and we've identified 10 circumstances that we suggest uh, that could be incorporated into the expropriation bill. Let me just emphasize that um, this means that uh, we ve- we understand that ex- that the issue of compensation should be determined on a case-by-case basis. Yeah. In other words, there cannot be a blanket approach. Um, and that taking into account the history of how a property was acquired, whether the state has supported investment in it, all of these are uh, individual cases, uh, issues. So we, we argue that there should be a compensation policy, and the state should offer different compensations d- depending on the circumstances, and all this should be subject to review by the courts. I know that some people will find that this is too radical a view, Um, Others will find that it's too conservative, but it is our view that it is consistent with the spirit of the Constitution, um, and we propose wording that could clarify uh, that where it is just and equitable, there could be no compensation. Mm
1: -hmm. But how did you arrive at your final conclusions when the panel was not unanimous in in agreement on some of the proposals? We spoke earlier to AgriSA, which says they're not in agreement with some of the points that you've made.
2: Yes, um, of course. AgriSA President Dan Crick was part of our committee, uh, of our panel, and um, our. We were all agreed that the Constitution clearly says there can be expropriation for land reform purposes. We noted that the government has chosen not to use these powers up to now. Uh, we were clearly aware of the processes underway in Parliament, and during our work. Uh, in November last year, the committee from Parliament reported and recommended that there should be a clarificatory amendment to make explicit what is already implicit in the property clause, which is that compensation may be set at zero. So it was in that context that we uh, agreed that we should provide um, possible wording for an amendment if that is to go ahead. Um, our view is that, uh, of course, that is the prerogative of Parliament, uh, but we were asked to propose wording, and so we did so. Uh-huh.
1: Tell us more about the land donations policy that the report recommends to be set up to allow for private owners to donate land. How's that going to work?
2: I'm glad you asked that because what we're saying is that there needs to be more carrot as well as more stick. Um, Government needs to to use expropriations equally to engage with landowners who are willing to donate land and not only entire properties but even portions of properties so it's possible to subdivide and transfer. Up to now many landowners have indicated that they are willing to donate either whole properties or parts of properties. But government has been unresponsive, and people have also been discouraged by the fact that there's donations tax. So we are calling for a donations policy that would exempt people from donations tax if they're donating land towards land reform, and also that government would carry the conveyancing costs. In other words, uh, the process would be uh, without cost. To the donating uh, property owner. Uh, we've also asked that the Minister should convene talks with big property owners at, like the churches, the mining companies, the big agribusinesses within the coming year to engage with them about auditing their own land holdings and identifying land that they can offer as donations.
1: Now, uh, Professor, we're asking our listeners this morning is expropriation of land without compensation linked with those strict conditions perhaps the solution to the land debate and why? Do you think that that is the order? Audit- of the day seeing that there's already some objections
2: expropriation is is a necessary part of land reform otherwise existing landowners always determine the pace location uh, and scale of the land reform process so expropriation is required um, but it needs to be carefully used together with other methods of acquiring land um, my view is that um, a is that expropriation together with a compensation policy and a proactive approach by the state can move us forward. We actually have many uh, recommendations beyond the expropriation without compensation issue, uh, and we very much hope that this during the coming two months, uh, which ministers have been given to identify how they're going to respond to the report, that we'll have some movement. Uh, it's very encouraging that Cabinet has decided to establish an interministerial committee so that Various ministers are going to work together towards the implementation of this report. So it's going to be a joint effort mm-hmm. by government.
1: Professor, thank you so much for your time. Professor Ruth Hall, Institute of Poverty, Land and Agrarian Studies at the University of the Western Cape. She's also a member of the Presidential Expert Advisory Panel on Land Reform and Agriculture that has released that report.